Today, the Betcha Sub podcast is sponsored by European Wax Center's Axe, the Pink Tax Campaign. The Pink Tax is an extra amount of money women are charged every year for basic goods and services. Boo! Just for being a woman. Yeah, that is for real. Ugh. European Wax Center is known for empowering confident women, and now they're giving back women the tools to claim their worth and take back what's theirs. I love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love that like we're fixing it. Now you know. See for yourself at axthepinktax.com. Hello, and welcome to the Betcha Sup Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betcha Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happening in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Yes, it is. This week, we are talking about the Bill Barr testimony. Yes, the Spanish general election. Crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And the Trump White House refusing to answer subpoenas. Yes. Let's do it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. Ah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hi, Sammy. Hi, Brian. How are you? You know, been better. Yeah? Yeah. Um, we have a fun episode coming out this weekend. We do. Uh, we, we Sammy and I just interviewed Chris Brown of Brady. It's a... Um, guns rights ac- activists and active advocacy group it's kind of the original gun control yeah. advocacy group yeah they're definitely not guns rights activists you know they're not trying to like yeah get the guns they're trying to stop the guns did i say guns right activists yeah but it's okay i think it's more like the right to not be shot yeah that's really what their activism which is, is, is i mean that i feel like that's not asking a lot no no um, it should be basic it should be like the given yeah. and then maybe if a very bad tragedy happens yeah there is something with a gun that happens rather than 40,000 people shot per year mm-hmm. with a gun, which is actually the stat and yeah. something you will learn on this weekend's episode. Yeah. It was so very be sure to tune in. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sammy, what's getting you through the week in Trump's America? Wow. These testimonies. I just love them. I just love a testimony <laughs> these days. Bill Barr, you know, he testified yesterday in front of the Senate, rep- uh, friendly Republican territory. He was then supposed to come in front of the House Judiciary Committee. He refused, despite yes. the fact that there was a subpoena. Mm-hmm. And cool. I'm glad that matters anymore but in response democrat steve cohen from tennessee brought a bucket of fried chicken and a ceramic chicken (laughs) to hammer that point (laughs) with him to basically imply that bill barr is a chicken yeah for not showing up to their test for his testimony yeah i mean you are yeah well so he was citing this that because the house democrats they wanted to hire like lawyer or have like their staff ask Bill Barr questions similar to how the Republicans in the Kavanaugh hearing hired a attorney to ask her uh, Christine Blasey Ford questions. And he said, no, I can't do that. It has to be the, the Congress people asking me the questions. Here's my question. Why didn't it, they just do that? Because why did, why did they want another person? Just because, you know, they, they would rather hire like a skilled prosecutor lawyer to ask questions when maybe they aren't the the most lawful individual like like not lawful but like law savvy individuals so they basically want like kamala harris to do it exactly (laughs) got it ted lu just said he wants kamala harris to come and ask questions for him next time yeah she should ask questions for everyone she should ask all the questions just be her i yield my time to senator harris i know all day the republicans were also like the congressmen that are going crazy like this is crazy this never happens but that's not true it happened 
it happens all the time. Also, what they because they were saying that's something that happens during impeachment proceedings, and mm-hmm. if they're like, if you want to bring impeachment proceedings, bring them. But here's the thing. This morning I watched some angry guy Collins Some representative Collins Mm -hmm. He's the minority ranking member A.K.A. the Republican And he was just like screaming His fucking balls off About (laughs) That was a snort Sorry. <laughs> I mean, he was. He was like, he was like, the Democrats don't want Bill Barr to testify. It's like, what are you talking yeah. about, dude? Like, like it's Bill Barr who's not testifying. Here's what I don't get. Why? What's so bad about coming today? Like, what would have been so they bad about coming? Because he, that he's afraid of perjuring himself. Oh, uh, so he, but here's the thing. What's the difference between perjury yesterday and perjury today? Like, I understand there's a Democrat running it versus a Republican, but like, ultimately everyone gets equal time. Yeah. So I don't really get what the benefit is. Yeah. I mean, good job with the lack of perjuring yourself. We're going to get to this in the yeah. main news. All right. We'll talk about this. Yeah. But anyway, the chicken. It was funny. Uh, Funny. Some shade. Effective. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I love when Congress people try to get creative. Like, also, I love fried chicken. Yeah, fried chicken's the best. Not really going to keep you alive for too long. No, I do so think delicious. I would say it's one of my favorite foods. Really? Yeah, I love fried chicken. Wow, what what do you do about the gluten sitch? So there's like one place in New York that has gluten-free fried chicken and oh, I ordered it. had it on election night. Yeah, I order it frequently. Yeah. <laughs> we had that on election night as our comfort food. Yeah, Friedman's, check it out. Okay, Brian, what's getting you through this week in Trump's America? Well, it has, it's happening in Europe. What's getting me through this week in, in Trump's America? Um, so there was a general election in Spain uh, over the weekend, and there was a big fear of you know the rise of the far right as we have seen happening a lot in Europe, um, you know, in Italy and Hungary, um, even I guess you could say France with like Marine Le Pen. Yeah. But it was a victory for the center left party the socialists um nice. yeah spain's prime minister pedro sanchez saw his socialists greatly increase their number of seats in parliament secured his first victory in three elections watched as some of his rivals were crushed and avoided becoming the shortest reigning prime minister in the country's recent democratic history because they were ruled by franco until 1975 I remember that because I studied abroad in Spain and also because in the movie You've Got Mail, mm-hmm. the old woman who works at the bookstore was secretly dating Generalissimo Franco. Yeah. And I just always thought that that reference was very funny. Yeah. So yeah. there were people were getting a little worried. There, However, there is this one far right group that has gained parliamentary seats for the first time, I think, like ever. They... Um, their, their slogan is make Spain great again. Does that sound familiar? Oh, who thought of that? Um, you know, they are against feminism. Um, they are like harsh on crime. They are very like make a lot of bad comments about Islam. Um, yeah. You guys know them already. So they have 10 seats. The center right seat, uh, center right party got a like kind of split up because of that. Um, that's literally what happened here. Yeah. So like, and like because of, you know, Catalonia and Barcelona, they were trying to, they had that like push for independence. Yeah. Um, that, that helped the rise of this party because it, it was like bred nationalism to a certain extent. But because the Spanish people are still like, they, there's people alive who were alive during Franco. Right. And so they're like very like, this is not happening here. Do you feel like 
the whole Catalonia independence thing is being exacerbated by like, is that part of the digital strategy? Do you think of potential bad actors? Maybe. I mean, Russia? I, I don't, I honestly, I don't know because in Spain, they are, they have something similar to us, like in terms of like states, like there's like the whole Basque country. There was yeah. a, like, there was a lot of terrorism happening. And they all want to be that. separate. And they all want to be separate. But now Basque is finally back in with good graces with the rest of Spain. But Catalonia now wants to be its own like dependent, independent country. However, it's probably not going to happen. No. Um, every the Spanish sp- economy is like not great. It's not so great. They wouldn't even, but that's why Catalonia wants out because their economy is really good. But the other, th- the issue with that is if Catalonia left, they would still mess up their own economy. They would, they would not be able to be a part of the European union. So it's um, like Brexit. It would be like Brexit. So for, they're trying to use Brexit as an example. The people who are like still trying to leave, it's not going to happen. Right. Catalonia did hold like a referendum and they did vote to leave, but Spain was basically like, no. <laughs> right. And now there's like, like now can. they're like suing, like, like they're jailing the people who tried to lead that revolution everyone gets a little too big for their britches but spain you know they have a they're they have a socialist in the prime ministership and he's sexy so check him out google a picture of him (laughs) pedro sanchez so that's good yeah um that's nice to see that happening you know Today, the Betcha Up podcast is sponsored by European Wax Center's Axe the Pink Tax campaign. The pink tax is the extra amount of money women are charged every year for basic goods and services. And that shit adds up to $1,351 every freaking year. Yeah. For real. I could be so rich. Yes. Pink Tax is charging women more money on everything from baby bottles to canes. That doesn't just stop there. It's toys, personal care products, clothes, dry cleaning. Yes, even dry cleaning. Yes, dry cleaning. Women are actually being charged more for dry cleaning than men, sometimes for bringing in the exact same shirt. Yeah, that's really absurd. European Wax Center is known for empowering confident women, and now they're giving them the tools to claim their worth and take back what's there. I love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love that we're fixing it. And now you know. See for yourself at axthepinktax.com. Let's move on to the main news of the week, which is obviously this um, this testimony yesterday. Bill Barr, uh, and generally yeah. everything that the Trump administration is doing to avoid any semblance of accountability and how clear it is that Bill Barr is so obviously their next top shill. Mm-hmm. He is hustling hard to protect them. Yeah. And you know what kills me about him? He's good at it. Yeah. He is a skilled manipulator. He's very clearly has a hand on the bureaucracy, unlike the rest of these incompetent fools Mm -hmm. who are like around like Matt Whitaker and whoever else he knows what the hell he's doing and he knows how to speak out of both sides of his mouth incredibly (laughs) effectively, which is why I think that it wasn't even till like when the report came out that it was so clear how bad he was and how his kind of and his confirmation went basically a like lot of questions a lot of people are bringing up now the fact that he helped cover up the whole iran contra thing too and they're like why didn't we talk about this then you know it's so funny because as you guys know i listen to gaslit nation with sarah kenzier and andrea chalupa and they bring this up every episode this is kind of their thesis and like i want to just spread it here is that like so many of these people bill barr roger stone paul manafort all of these like 
little douchebags in nice suits. <laughs> Most of them are big douchebags. Fat douchebags. Fat douchebags. Yeah. Okay. So in addition to being fat douchebags asshole, and suits fat. are too small. Yeah. And also just like just such a waste of money. Yeah. Um, so basically they bring this up all the time that the re- the reason that all these people need to be held so accountable in this situation is because we've seen that these these characters keep popping up fucking things up at various times in history Mm -hmm. and that when you don't hold them accountable they basically continue to do this damage so bill barr has this like sheen of legitimacy over him because he worked in the bush white house and works for like kirkland and ellis or whatever but like no he's like also involved in very sketchy potentially criminal activity Mm -hmm. and that these people if you don't hold them accountable when they are accountable that they will continue to fuck things up for all of us. Yeah. So, yeah. So right before William Barr was set to testify in front of the Senate judiciary committee, um, it came out that Mueller had wrote Barr a letter and it was uh, always a letter. It was, uh, it's always a letter. So many letters. And in this letter, he takes it. He took issue with Barr's summary of the report to the public. So this was like, Whoa, um, we don't hear much from Mueller at all like ever so yeah. the fact that he wrote this letter after Barr released his summary his four page summary which he said is not a summary but he used the word summarize in that summary so we're going to call it a fucking summary Bill Barr has a very big problem with yeah. using a word and then like lying about his use of that word yeah. and then trying to finagle the meaning of that word to mean something yeah. else it's- just a general theme of how he conducts his rhetorical uh I don't know, mannerisms. Yeah. So Mueller wrote that Barr misrepresented the context, nature, and substance of this office's work and conclusions and caused public confusion about critical aspects of the results of our investigation. Yeah, he did. He did a great job with that. Yeah. He, because he released a summary and then for weeks, that's all we had was a summary. He spun the narrative that he wanted to be spun. And then he had his fucking press conference right before they released it and spun it even more. He's basically spinning a web of lies, if you would say. As always. So a lot of the hearing focused on why he did that. Mm -hmm. um, Why he would basically make a charging decision on or a decision not to charge the president. Yeah. And then mislead the public about what the contents of Mueller's report Mm -hmm. was and then what the final conclusions were. And also confusing people about whether or not Trump could be charged, whether he was able to be charged in the first place, and then whether or not Mueller actually thought he should be charged. Because yeah. those things are all sort of at issue here. Um, in terms of the hearing, like, what were your thoughts and feelings? Well, I just think it's so frustrating to hear people go back and, like, obviously Republicans get turns and then the Democrats get turns questioning Barr and just seeing the juxtaposition of it's wild. how... Like the Republicans, for example, Lindsey fucking Graham, who's the chairman of this committee, comes out and starts like, you know, I haven't read this full report. That's like literally one of the first things he said. He's like, your fucking job as chairman of this committee is to read that whole goddamn report, you idiot. Like, what right. is wrong with you? And you just like, he like laughed about it, how he said it. And then they all go on to talk about Peter Struck. And then he's like, he even, even like, and like all these FBI agents. Basically reading and Hillary's like their t- emails. And Hillary's emails and like investigating the investigators. Meanwhile, he's like reading quotes of them. And he, one of them is like, Trump is a fucking idiot. He just like says it. And I feel like he got real great pleasure, pleasure out of actually saying that out loud. Right. But it's funny because Lindsey Graham said all this shit too when 
during the Democrat, like the Republican primary for president. He's he literally said, if we elect Trump, we're going to destroy ourselves and it will be our fault. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's a kook. He's like he's like he's like detrimental to the Republican Party, and he's basically who knows what they have on him now. It's crazy, or what money he's receiving from who the fuck knows who. They're talking about like oh the Democratic paid dossier started this investigation and bad which led to bad FISA warrants for Carter Page. No, what started this fucking investigation was George Papadopoulos talking to an Australian diplomat saying that. The Russians are offering dirt on Hillary Clinton. That's what started you idiots. Never and no forget. one said it. Never forget, guys. This no was George Papadopoulos drunkenly running his mouth that sparked all of this. It was not the Hillary Clinton fucking G- Fusion GPS dossier. <sighs> Tell your racist uncle. Let him know that it was because Donald Trump decides to work with people who don't know how to keep their fucking and, mouths shut. And talk about a waste of time and money that would be. Like they, It's like they even talk about They've like gone on the record of saying like or Republican one on the record saying like the all those Benghazi hearings were basically just to lower Hillary Clinton's approval ratings. Like that's what it they're works. trying to do. They're talking about Hillary Clinton's fucking emails. She's not even she's a fucking private citizen at this point. Well, now she's on Rachel Maddow. So, but, so, but right. I, did you see her on Rachel Maddow? Yeah, she she's like now I love Hillary Clinton that now she gives like no fucks. Yeah, I think I she wish she had the no fucks that more. I wish she had the no fuck strategy when she was running for president because she like made the whole comparison. She's like, we a Democratic leader just should basically ask China to hack Donald Trump and get the tax returns. And then if, and then if if hours later that the IRS is hacked, well, it's it, it happened in public. Who cares? Right. I mean, that is smart, but like, I don't know if she should like really say that. Well, she's she's basically she's highlighting the issue with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, history. I feel like I've said this a lot. History will exonerate Hillary Clinton. She will be looked at yeah. as like the one who got fucked. Yeah. Pretty much. What was great. Then on the flip side of that, the Democrats are asking the questions. Right. That need to be asked. So Kamala Harris was a highlight of this whole thing. I would say Kamala Harris and Maisie Hirono were the only ones who were like, who yeah. I was like, go get him. Yeah. Get him. Every fucking committee that Kamala Harris is on, just give her all the time. Yeah, what are, she's like, what very are you doing? skilled at this, and she right, she was very very skilled at this. Amy Klobuchar wasn't bad either. No, she was good too. Yeah, she was good too. She did. I however, I de- felt like she was also like giving herself like some twenty twenty ammunition. She kept being yeah. like, "Will you support this bill that I'm working on?" Right. Like, she did that for like two different things. I'm like, okay. Well, that Amy. was for wasn't that for like the for like protecting the elections? Yeah, but she also mentioned that she is the person behind it. Like right. every single time. Like every other sentence. Yeah, like she's a politician. Yeah, so we get it. We get, it, Amy. we get it. You're a politician. Okay, let's play the first Kamala clip. As the Attorney General of the United States, you run the United States Department of Justice. If in any U.S. Attorney's office around the country, the head of that office, when being asked to make a critical decision about, in this case, the person who holds the highest office in the land, and whether or not that person committed a crime, would you accept them recommending a charging decision to you? if they had not reviewed the evidence. Well, that's a question for Bob Mueller. He's the U.S. attorney. He's the one who presents the report. But it was you who made the charging decision, sir. You made the decision not to charge the president. Wait, wait, wait. 
two things here. Mm -hmm. So the first thing she's doing here is she is backing him into admitting that he did not read the evidence. He did not read the underlying evidence of the Mueller report so that he's not actually like equipped to make a decision. Then she gets him to basically do his tactic, which is like whenever he's asked a yes or no question that is clear, like it has an answer. He kind of does this like, me? want me to answer? What? Like he's literally bit, never been so confused in his life. And he doesn't suddenly does not know what words mean at yeah. all. And so she was like, yeah. so she was basically being saying that the report is what it is. It is a report there. The evidence is not, is like detailed in the report, but it's not like explicitly there. She, what she's saying that Bill Barr has done is he made a decision not to indict or whatever, or charge based on the report without looking out the evidence that is outlaid in the report. And then he basically credited Mueller with that decision in his initial letter, his summary. Yes. Which is not accurate. And then she went on to say, but you said this was your baby when he handed it to you. And you are the one who made the charging decision. And you did not look at the evidence. Right. He did refer to it as his baby, yeah. which made me feel she extremely like, uncomfortable. I know. She she even like called him out on that. She's like, what did you mean when you said you called it your baby? And he was like, um, yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. does this weird thing where he kind of like, first he like leans to the person next to him. Like, what is she talking mm-hmm. about? And then like, it's him buying time to come up with an answer. And then he's like, I'm grappling with yeah. the word word i love when she <laughs> was suggest. like yeah she was like she basically asked Wait. had he had the white house or anyone like trump or anyone associated any aides like talk to general Barr, attorney general Barr, and been like has anyone suggested you uh look into these other investigations and he's like he's like what do you mean suggest she's like i'm just grappling with the word suggest because he didn't want to admit that donald trump had asked him to stifle the 14 other spinoff investigations and that he didn't want to admit that donald trump had asked him to to go look into hillary's emails and look into Mueller and whoever was investigating him so So he's like so she's like did someone say to you that you should do this did the president say it to you and he's like uh she's like did someone suggest he's like like, i'm having a tough time with the word suggest she's like infer imply um hint hint at at. and he's like i uh he didn't answer he didn't answer it she's like she's like i will take that as yes let's move on here's what the one thing that that she didn't do that I don't know if I would have done. I might have been like, we're just going to sit here till you answer yes or well, no. The issue with that is they have, they only have like seven minutes. Right. And but she's you like, have seven minutes. You sit there for seven minutes in silence until he gives an answer. I think that says a lot. Yeah. But like, she answer the fucking question. Asshole. Yeah, It was funny. Like during that time, you could see Cory Booker sitting next to her, her and be like, mm-hmm. and he's like, I feel like he's trying not to laugh. Cause like, yeah. it's just so ridiculous. Because Bill Barr's like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? He's trying to like mumble his way through the seven minutes. Yeah. Okay. Should we move on to Maisie Hirono? Another highlight. Yeah. So she's uh she just she went in. She basically used her time to like lecture at him, yeah. which was nice. Go, <laughs> Mr. Barr. Now the American people know that you are no different from Rudy Giuliani or Kellyanne Conway <laughs> or any of the TV other people lawyers. who sacrificed their once. Decent reputation for the grifter and liar who sits in the Oval Office. Love that she said Love that. Love that. Um, she goes on. You told Representative Charlie Chris that you didn't know what objections Mueller's team might have to your March 24th so-called summary. You told Senator Chris Van Hollen that you didn't know if Bob Mueller supported your conclusions. But you knew. You lied. And now we know. 
So, yeah, what she's referring to there is that during his first testimony, uh, the Chris Van Holland asked Barr if Mueller shared his views. And he's like, I don't know what he thinks. But we know that's not true because of this letter that was released before his hearing because Mueller <laughs> sent that letter to Bill Barr before he had that first testimony. So basically, he lied under oath. Yeah, I mean, my favorite part, <laughs> I mean, he lied under oath like, Almost, but mm-hmm. then he like the only reason he didn't lie under oath about other things is because he did not answer. Yeah, without taking the fifth, he was like, my "Bob, favorite, why didn't you give me a call?" My favorite was the factor he was like, you know, like I wish Bob would have called me. Like I don't think he really wrote this letter. I think it was one of his, you know, probably one of his subordinates. Like he didn't want to admit mm-hmm. that that Bob Mueller disagreed with him and that the fact that they like play golf and go out to dinner with th- with their wives like does not actually save him from like being like held to the standard of American lawmakers. He just thought that their friendship was somehow bigger than the fact that the Russians tried to undermine our election. The reason he fucking wrote a letter, which he wrote, he didn't write it. And even if he didn't write it, he put his fucking signature on the end of it. He, yeah. Which is what matters. That's what it matters. It's what's it's his statement. He's behind it. And the reason he didn't call you, you fucking idiot, is because he, he needed, trust you. He doesn't trust you. And it needs to be on the record. This is the law. This is like the state of our democracy. He's not just going to call and be like, hey, Bill. And he's like, and, and Barr was like, yeah, I found it like a little snitty. I was surprised. Oh, the snitty. I, like, I just keep thinking of that quote in, in Matilda. Look, Miss Snit. Yeah. A girl does not get anywhere by acting intelligent. I mean, take a look at you and me. You chose books. I chose looks. I have a nice house, a wonderful husband, <laughs> and you are slaving away <laughs> teaching not those children their ABCs. Yeah. You want me to tell them to go to college? <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I just loved, had to do that. I loved Senator, Senator Harino, though, because of all the, like, she basically just, like, dragged him the entire time. Yeah, that was, that was a good use of time. I mean, yeah. Lindsey Graham would do the same. I just want to talk about, I wrote an article last night after this because I was all like whipped up into this Bill Barr I hate you frenzy Mm -hmm. and Bill Barr is so deeply conflicted in like so much shit there are so many investigations that are going on that Donald Trump is like peripherally touching that are not even like totally relevant to him that he is protecting him in yeah like there's this one investigation and this is what i wrote the article about there's this giant investigation it is a huge ponzi scandal i'm like excited for people to like eventually get into it. it's called the one mdb case mm-hmm. and um dick durbin actually asked about it and basically there's this guy this like malaysian guy who basically is like a billy mcfarland who aligned himself with a malaysian prime minister and they created this like fake sovereign wealth fund that they got like Goldman Sachs to give them $3 billion. Like they got all these people to give them like so much money that they essentially used to like throw parties and shit. And they also financed the Wolf of Wall Street movie, which is like (laughs) so ironic. I know. But so the tie to the Trump campaign is that, this guy donated like $100,000 to Trump's victory committee in 2017, uh. along with all of the other foreign nationals who donated money to him for like various favors. So or this just is like, rented, or just rented yeah. uh, luxury condos in Trump Tower. Exactly. So this is like yet another one of those examples, but it's like tied up in this huge, huge case that is like mostly unrelated to Trump. But like one of the things is that they spent this $100,000 on donating to him. Mm-hmm. And Bill Barr, right before he was attorney general, worked at Kirkland and Ellis, who's the law firm representing Goldman Sachs. And Goldman Sachs is on the hook because they lent them three three billion dollars, oh. like knowing that this was a scam. And like the guy at Goldman, Tim Leisner, 
took like 200 he like skimmed 200 million off the top for himself like it's really really fucked up you can read an article that i wrote like me personally <laughs> wrote on the website today and he's like a huge conflicted threat yeah so, we do have another article on the website um that goes further into detail about it um it's called takeaways from attorney general Barr's drama fueled hearing yeah um elise wrote it actually too yeah so you can read a piece by elise and a piece by sammy yeah not by me though I i'm like trying to be like the modern day muckraker and like uh, like surface like a bunch of scandals uh. <laughs> just like i love it but the next corrupt thing uh-huh. that the trump white house is doing in addition to having a shill known as bill shill bar shill bar <laughs> that's what we should call him from now on you're raising the shill bar <laughs> yeah he's so we have shill bar who's like mm. not coming to Congress and potentially going to be held in contempt of Congress. But mm-hmm. the White House also will not answer subpoenas mm-hmm. for the financial records. Mm-hmm. And so Deutsche Bank, the Congress subpoenaed Deutsche Bank and Capital One to hand over their financial Trump's financial records. And Trump is suing so that they to keep them from responding to these subpoenas. Yeah. So it's not just Trump, though. It's Ivanka. Donald Trump Jr. Wherever Eric Trump goes, Trump. the kids are never far behind. And so they're, they're saying, they're suing Deutsche Bank, like she said, uh, Capital Bank and Capital One to not comply with the subpoenas, the congressional subpoenas. But what's interesting is that one of the $35,000 checks that Michael Cohen wrote to Stormy Daniels came from Capital One. I wonder if Alec Baldwin is still um, representing Capital One, like in commercials, <laughs> which is so ironic. He should play Trump. But, uh, and the, the, their suit claims it's unclear how the financial record, records will be used slash benefit the public and will just or won't just politically damage Trump. It's because I can tell you how I it can will tell you pu- how it will publicly help the the public mm-hmm. because all the money comes from sketchy places. Yeah. So you like, for example, this Malaysian scammer mm-hmm. is one very small example not even that threatening relative to Saudi Arabia, who's murdering Washington Post journalists, Russia, who's trying to install a potential asset in the White House. Mm-hmm. Because all of the places that Donald Trump gets his money, those things have impact on our foreign policy yeah. because he does things to favor people who give him money. The the Republicans' platform on Ukraine and Russia. You know, Thank he, you, he was Paul trying, Manafort. He was trying to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. Yeah. And he wanted to get rid of the sanctions to make that easier. They're also blocking, you know, the um, withholding information that is impeding the investigation into the issuance of secure security clearance for White House officials, a.k.a. Jared Kushner. Yeah. Um, so they're just saying no. Um, Chairman Elijah Cummings has said we are at a point right now where we are at a critical time in our country's history because we have a president who is acting like a king and who has instructed his folks not to give us one document and not allow us to have witnesses because Trump is also not allowing saying he doesn't think Don McGahn should be able to testify. Don McGahn probably wants to testify so bad. He's like, let me go. Let me yeah. go. Let me out of. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just another day. What's a little scary is that like, yeah, they're just like the same way Bill Barr just did not answer questions. Mm-hmm. They're just not obeying subpoenas. So like the normal ways that like you would go about, rectifying things like this they just like don't well it's just like they're continuing to obstruct justice you know this relates to those revelations that trump had given at least 25 people security clearances despite recommendations not to which we think which we found out thanks to whistleblower trisha newbold 
Um, and they have provided witnesses, but they're saying that the witnesses were profoundly unhelpful and were likely coached not to answer certain questions. Right. Um, so now they want to subpoena actual documents. They are considering fines and charging people with contempt of Congress and even putting people in jail. Well, they should put people in jail. They should literally arrest Bill Barr. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, let's move on to one more thing. Mm -hmm. One more thing today involves an old friend, James Mm -hmm. Comey. Mm -hmm. He wrote an Mm op-ed in the New York Times called How Trump Co-Ops Leaders Like Bill Barr. Like Shill Barr. Shill Barr. We got to call him Shill, honestly. We'll call him Shill Barr now. I like that. Yeah, I love it. It's Mm -hmm. perfect. It's a little too perfect. Yeah. Okay, so Comey writes, wrote an op-ed calling Trump an amoral leader. It's such a fucking Comey way of putting Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) He basically what Comey is trying to say is that Trump's like main way of working is by co-opting people who were like otherwise moral people. The examples he brings are Bill Barr and Rod Rosenstein. And like, I just want to be like, you know, Bill Barr and Rod Rosenstein are, you know, human beings with free will and free Mm -hmm. choice. And like, Unless he's blackmailing them, which, you know, maybe. Who knows? In which case, that's illegal. Yeah. And they should just get over it. I mean, Jeff Bezos, like, took it like a man. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He basically says that, like, Trump... He's trying to write this, like, high and mighty op-ed about how Trump is, like, you know, trying to act like a king and all this stuff. He says, Trump builds an, a web of alternate alternative reality and busily wraps around all of us in the room. It's like, okay, yeah. I, I agree he does that. Like, you watch him, you see that he's doing that. But at the same time, who's... Whose job is it to stand up? Yeah, he's saying accomplished people lacking inner strength can't resist the compromises necessary to survive this president. So he's saying that Bill Barr and Rod Rosenstein lack inner strength. But like, didn't he lack inner strength at some point, Comey? I mean, with his like, God, it's just like Comey basically handed Trump the election and... The Russians handed Trump the election, but Comey was helpful. Comey g- gave him a good assist. And he did. It's, so it's like now, he, does he feel some sort of like he needs to like some retribution needs to happen for his like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, Comey is interesting because look, I, I happen to see what he said, like see what he's saying that it's really hard for people who are like ostensibly moral and like Mm. know the right thing to do it is difficult when you're faced with a guy like this like that's why there's dictators and there's like evil people and why those people's names go down in the history books but all their enablers kind of get forgotten yeah um because some people are just very good at being dictators Mm -hmm. and and consolidating power in this way but at the same time like you have to stand up to them and if you're this person in a position of really really you're the one it's up to you like i'm sorry that you're in this position rod rosenstein but like you are so who also has just announced his resignation right that didn't even make it into the podcast he Mm -hmm. also announced his resignation he probably wants to go sit on a beach somewhere i mean so do i yeah we all do but like (laughs) none of us like destroyed democracy or like Mm -hmm. enabled the destroying of democracy beforehand he also wrote how could mr barr a bright and accomplished lawyer start channeling the president using words like no collusion and fbi spying and downplaying acts of obstruction of justice as products of the president's being frustrated and angry which is a good point but like He's talk- I feel like he like he's doing one of those things where you do like the great but, you know, like right. compliments. He's like he's a bright and accomplished lawyer, but 
Right. But like the whole point is that when you have figures like this who come to power, they don't just do it on their own. If every single person around them was like, nope, yeah, then they couldn't do it. But that's the whole point is that those people who have the ability to are the ones who need to stand up for him and they're not. So that's that. That was interesting. Um, a- another line from the Gaslit Nation podcast that I love is regarding Elizabeth Warren. They call her a Nazi hunter in the time of Nazis. And they basically give her like a lot of credit for like actually saying like uh-huh. the real thing, even though it like might not benefit her and she might not actually get elected or be electable. I think well, she's she, aware of that. In a Quinnipiac poll, she jumped to second place. She did. She jumped to second place mm-hmm. right behind Biden, who like. Who's like, eh. he has a big lead. Yeah, because polls. he's like Joe Biden. Everyone knows his name. He was the vice president. Yeah, that's that's all that matters. But she, that's great for her. She's the only she's the first one that's come out to call for his impeachment. First one to come out saying that Bill Barr should resign. The so, only one to come out with like a real policy. And so it's like, OK, a few. so it's kind of like heartening to see, you know, people are like, oh, wow, I like this one who's actually saying shit and doing policy shit, which is, I think, what this country is craving right now i agree we're I feel craving like she policy had, i feel like she had like no, i feel like the reason Minutia she was able to, to do quote. this is because she was like because she knew that she had had like i think before people were looking at her as like she can't win mm-hmm. like she can't beat trump and i still question whether she can but i think that because of that she realized like i have nothing to lose here worst case is that i lose it's not like she had this huge lead that she could then lose like she was yeah. not doing that well so she was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it my all and say exactly what I think and like really say the right thing. And I think that that play benefited her. Yeah. And us mm-hmm. because now the conversation has shifted mm-hmm. in a way that we wanted it to. So be a Nazi hunter in the time of Nazis, as yeah. they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Are we done? I think so. We're still, we're still doing DragCon at the end of May. We also are planning something fun towards that time in New York. So keep an ear out for that. Yes. Um, and yeah. that's it. And that's it. Sign up for the email. Get your friends to sign up. Yeah, and rate, review, and subscribe. Do it all. All right. Until the end of democracy, I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this has been the Betcha Sub Podcast. Betches.